Verse of the day is 2 Corinthians 10 verse 4. For the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but have divine power to destroy strongholds. back with another episode of jc and cole how's y'all week going hey um my week has actually been fairly good i was able to have my last day at my stressful internship um give me a few days to really relax catch up on much needed rest i started detoxing y'all i've been saying that i was going to detox with this water for so long and I finally have the time to like sit at home drink it enjoy myself so honestly I'm ready for next week because I'm going in with a clear head facts facts facts. what about you my week has been pretty good I've been working out real hard it's been working trying to get to it man I started a new venture and well it's not new to me but I've been more advent in the, the games of stocks so it's been a pretty interesting ride. It's, a, it's an interesting thing to get into. I wish someone would have told me about this, like, when I was 17, you know, leaving high school. But it's like, you know, it's better sooner than, it's better never later. Uh, what is it? Sooner, sooner than later or whatever? <laughs> yeah. That's that how one. you go? Or whatever. That's a tongue twister for me. Just um, <laughs> now I feel you on that I, I really wanted to get into stocks too well I used to be in the stocks but then I had stopped when this whole COVID situation happened which probably was not a smart idea because that's when everybody's like accounts were blowing up so whatever it's it you know blessings to those but um yeah for me this week has been pretty all right it's been it's like my second week of midterm week so that's been pretty annoying um I'm trying to get back into uh being accountable like you know doing my daily activities which is working out waking up early doing my necessary things on top of my schoolwork so um, that's been pretty fun but um I wanted to talk about you said what wonderful wonderful as wonderful but um this episode I wanted to have a discussion on strongholds. And if you guys may not, you know, know the definition of stronghold, um, it is a place where a particular cause or belief is strongly defended or upheld. And I got this from a pastor that watched. His name is Pastor Stephen Darby. Um, he unfortunately passed a few years ago, but his videos are still up on YouTube. And he gave um an example of a stronghold, which is um, if you're speaking to somebody and they end up communicating about fornication, they never said nothing directly to you. They're just talking in general about fornication and you off rip, just get defensive, not verbally to them, but in your mindset, you're already defensive as in, you know, trying to defend your case as to why you fornicate as if you're being attacked. And he's like, right there is your stronghold. That is something that no one is, you know, belittling you about, accusing you about, but because you have a fight within yourself about it, you're now projecting that towards others. And I was like, whoa, you know, right now in this season, I feel like 
as being a Christian, that's something that I, I see a lot of us are struggling with because a lot of us end up making lukewarm moves. And I've, I, I was looking back and thinking about my past and things that I've done wrong and um, how I felt about certain things. And I was like, wow, you know, strongholds, regardless of if we don't have a title for it in a Christian community, if you don't have the Holy Spirit, that ends up being very prevalent because each one of us have our own path. And we sometimes get into positions where we feel as though people are judging us. So I just wanted to have a discussion on, you know, if you guys wanted to talk about one of your strongholds and, you know, either how you overcame it or how you're trying to overcome it. Uh, I could start off it as an example for mine, something that I've, um, I can't say I a hundred percent overcame it, but I can say I'm very far from where I used to be. Um, around the beginning of last year, 2020, I used to party all the time, y'all. When I say party, party all the time. And there was this one day me and Kanithia were having a conversation. And she was basically telling me how she had a friend that invited her to um, hang out for her birthday. And she was basically saying, you know, I, you know, going to clubs and things like that. I know that's what she's going to want to do. I just don't um, feel comfortable in those vicinities. And it's not to say that Kanithia chose or like feels uncomfortable because of her Christianity. It's just her temperament. Um, it just didn't work for her ever. But because now she's moving forward with her faith, she never, she now doesn't really feel comfortable, you know, falling into what other people's fall into, which is perfectly fine. But when she spoke about this, um, because I was so heavily into partying, I was like, well, hey, you know, your friend, you know, is still a Christian. Like, um, you make it seem like your since your spirit is uncomfortable there that you I didn't tell her this verbatim, but in my mindset, I was like, you feel because your spirit don't feel comfortable there. You're a better Christian than her. What, what about me? And mind you, there was no shade. There was no offensiveness. She was not um, being disrespectful towards anybody's faith. She was just saying how she felt about it. But me personally, on the other line of the phone, got so defensive. And I started getting mad, like, would you think you a better Christian than me? And it wasn't until COVID happened when the world stopped and I couldn't party like that anymore. And the only other thing I could do was get into my word. I started realizing that, wow, like I just got, I felt insecure about a situation and I projected. I projected my insecurity as if she was trying to be offensive towards me. And when I started realizing, okay, Samantha, there are certain things that you know you have to change as a Christian. Are you going to become uncomfortable to do it? Or are you going to start projecting anytime somebody talks about something that you feel convicted that you're supposed to be doing and you choose not to because you're trying to still be of the world? Which one is it? And you know, in due time, like I said, because of COVID, I couldn't go out like that. Then I found other things that were more interesting than going out. And, you know, now I'm in a point where I really could care less about going out. But, you know, sometimes I do fall short when certain friends come into town. A lot, you know, that's a different story, but whatever. <laughs> it's just the fact of that conversation is one of many that I've dealt with as a Christian where there's certain things that I know I'm supposed to be doing. But since I choose to, let's be real, choose to be lukewarm in certain moves and, and in certain situations, I've created a dynamic where I feel as though people, people are being offensive towards me rather than just speaking their own truth. What do y'all think? Well, um, 
I definitely remember that conversation. And I feel like strongholds to me sounds like triggers. They kind of mm-hmm. sound like, you know, things that can make us feel some type of way because we react to triggers in different ways. And sometimes we don't really realize that we have those triggers or those strongholds. We don't really realize it until somebody starts talking about it or it comes up in conversation. And then you kind of realize hold up, I'm feeling really offended right now when this person is not trying to offend me. So in a way, you're just, you're using your own emotions, your own feelings, and you're making it seem like somebody else is trying to attack you. And that's not the case. I know for me, um, I guess I think about my strongholds and I, I think being, like being raised by a single mom might be one that I can think of because sometimes I still do get insecure when I have friends who grew up with fathers in their lives and they kind of are talking about the way they grew up. And sometimes it does make me feel like, man, you know, I didn't grow up like that. And it kind of triggers something inside of me where I feel really insecure about it. And I catch it, you know, I always catch it, but it's still something that I'm working on with learning how to not look at other people's situation and feel some type of way about my own because that's not what they're trying to do in that moment. We're just talking about our upbringing and our families. But for me, it's really hard to sit down and really listen to it because I didn't grow up like that. I didn't grow up having a dad who was really there for me at all. I mean, I like to say my dad is a great person, just not a great dad. So... (laughs) He's like the homie, which I mm-hmm. wish he would have been more like a dad instead of just like a friend. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that's something that I'm still dealing with. And I'm slowly overcoming it by being closer to him and by us building a relationship and realizing that I didn't have that when I was younger. But I can say that I have it. I'm starting to gain it now. No, I feel that 100%. Yes. And I think y'all both for sharing. And when I be thinking about strongholds, man, it's like, you know, it's, 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 it's like Kanita probably said best, it's like a trigger, it's just like your weakness, your, your kryptonite, you know, like it's, it's what's, what's keeping you from, you know, elevating yourself spiritually, like that one thing that you just don't want to let go. And, you know, on previous episodes, I talked about my uh, sensation to want to, you know, burn the earth and uh you know that one upon a time was a stronghold in my life i used to fight against people and tell them oh yeah it's good for the body you know i was playing football and stuff so i used to use that as an excuse all the time but i would say that stronghold that i have currently would be how i you know sometimes i i'm very mean (laughs) as the way the, the best way to put it to be honest like Sometimes I just, I I like to hide behind the fact that I'm keeping it real. So when people try to tell me, oh, you're just being mean, but I'm just like, no, I'm just keeping it real. Like, and, I, and I take offense to it because it's like, bro, like, would, would you rather me keep it real or would you rather me lie to you? Like, and it's just like, there's there's always a better way to go about certain things, you know? And um, I think that if I could just, what can make me, a, I'm a good person, but what can make me a great person is controlling my tongue on how I respond to certain situations towards people. Sometimes I just want to go, you know, get like turn up and just talk to people any type of way, just because of 
you know, they may have triggered me or I may have felt some type of way. Or if they, if someone's coming with me to with a problem and I look at the problem, I'm just like, yeah, I see the problem. And I, I don't really take time to mourn with the person. I just tell them, like, all right, let's, let's, let's try to fix the problem now. Like, let's, we already cried about this. So let's, let's, let's fix this problem now. So I, I, I kind of get off, come off as a little insensitive. But to me, it's just like, I try to tell myself, oh, yeah, I'm just keeping it real or I'm just trying to solve a problem as soon as, as fast as possible. But being more compassionate towards people is a thing that I, I know that I need to do better. Nah, facts. I, I feel that because I'm low-key the same way. Um, and I think that's what's oh. changed a lot in me is because before I would talk recklessly to people and it was just a defense mechanism. And when you get to a point where you're older, it's like people always say when you're older, you do better. But if you're constantly in the same situation over and over again, and you've never learned, you're going to keep doing that same type of response. So, you know, in due time, um, things change when you grow up and you start learning different habits so to make the situation better. But it's not an easy journey. It doesn't just happen due to age it happens over you know you wanting to actually change so I get that 100% I fall short to that um sometimes too especially towards people that 100% don't deserve it but I have this verse that I wanted to read to you guys which is 1 Corinthians 10 verse 13 no temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man God is faithful he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability but with the temptation he will also provide a way of escape that you may be able to endure it. And I feel like that kind of refers to, you know, stronghold triggers, things like that. Um, in those moments, we kind of feel as though we have no other option. Like if it's fornication and you're in a position where you're feeling real lustful, you feel as though there's no other option, but there's a way that you can stop. It's either, are you going to choose that way or are you not? Just like for me, um, when it, you know, came down to me going to parties or, um, I could talk about a stronghold that I kind of have now or something that I'm triggered about now. I had a conversation with Junior and Kanithi about alcohol. And I would, you know, make excuses about why I would drink um, earlier before it was why I would drink so much. And, um, you know, I think us being young adults, uh, especially if you live of this world, you know, you become a part of the party and lifestyle, which is drinking and clubbing. And I was heavily into that to a point where I wasn't not only social drinking, I was also sitting at home drinking. Um, I was hanging out with friends drinking. It became like a normal and it didn't seem bad because of who I was hanging around. We all did it. So, you know, if everybody is around you doing wrong things, you don't think of it as being that wrong. And I would get so offensive every time I was being told, you know, you seem like you're an alcoholic. No, I'm not an alcoholic. Or it, you probably shouldn't be drinking anymore. What? Well, in the Bible, they drink. So why would I have to not drink? Like, I don't get it. And I would literally look through the Bible and dissect it just so that I can prove that me sipping on alcohol is fine. And to a certain extent, eh, I still feel like it's okay, but it's the fact of you can't be a drunkard. That's the biggest thing that I see in the Bible. Do not be a drunkard. Do not be somebody who um, is uh, basically addicted to alcohol. But it was the way I was handling it where I was addicted to alcohol. And I wanted to prove the point of 
I can do that if I feel like it. I don't have to stop and I'm not going to be, you know, I'm not going to be in a position where I'm going to be defended by what it is that you're, you call me. I'm not an alcoholic because you call me that. I'm not making a hundred percent alcoholic moves. If it, in, even if I was, I'm a functioning one. If that's the case, like, you know, just making excuses as to what I'm choosing to do. And it's now that I'm getting to a point where I realize with the verse that I read, there are times where I know better. Like if I'm drinking out with friends, I know better. I don't have to drink five cups of, of wine to sit here and call say that I'm fulfilled. Like I, I know better where that temptation is there and God's giving me a way out. It's, it's either I choose to do it or I choose not to. Because in your, in your brain, when you're doing something wrong, you know you're doing something wrong. When you're being shown that you're doing something wrong, you know, it's either, are you just going to keep doing it and then eventually repent, which is, you know, what I used to always do, or it's, you're going to, you know, stop while you're ahead and move forward in a better position. Yeah. I I think for many of us, our stronghold is protection. It's like a shield. Mm -hmm. We use it as a way to cope with a lot of things that we have going on that we don't really want to face. Because it's, it could be for any reason. It could be fun for us or we could have went through some type of trauma. So we are now using it to protect ourselves. When most people drink a lot, they're drinking to escape something. And I know that sounds so cliche, but you're escaping something. It doesn't have to be anything traumatic. It can just be like, I can't deal with my life right now. School is too much for me. Mm-hmm. So many people, they have these strongholds and they hold on to them so tightly because they grow comfortable and sometimes pain can be comfortable. Sometimes hurting yourself can be comfortable because you're used to that feeling and you don't really want to give that up. So for me, I know with my stronghold, especially when I was sexually active, I know I used to have a friend who wasn't. And sometimes hearing her talk about her being celibate, it will also make me feel like, well, you know, I'm just having a good time. I'm in college. But when I look back on that, I really was just not even having a good time. I was just really doing it because I wanted to be accepted. I was dating and I didn't really want to deal with projection, if I have to be honest. And it didn't feel good. But when people talked about not having sex, I felt like, well, what are you saying? Like, what are you trying to really say right now? Are you saying that I'm a slut? Like, what are you talking about? And she never once said that about me. It was just me feeling some type of way because I wanted to use that as a way to protect myself and as a defense mechanism. And now I can look back on that and I can say, she really was talking to me because she cared about me and she loved me. And she knew that I was a really good person. And she was like, I don't want you to sell yourself short. Like these dudes don't even deserve you. You're so amazing and all these things. And I was just like, yeah, I hear you. I hear you. But I wasn't ready because I was still coping. I was still using that as my protector. But now that I have God as my protector, I don't need that anymore. And even though I'm still getting through, you know, my insecurities with my being raised by a single mom, it definitely does not affect me the way it did a year ago. Mm-hmm. Like I can sit back now and say that stuff really doesn't get to me anymore. Now I can say that I've moved, I've kind of moved past that and I catch it and I know that it is just me being defensive and it's not how that person meant it and you got to just move on. So when you do feel yourself still being triggered by something, that's how you know that that's something that you need to work on 
anytime you feel yourself reacting negatively to anything it's because it's a trigger for you it's just it's a, it's a stronghold rooted somewhere in there and it's important for us to self-reflect and to ask ourselves like why do I feel inflicted right now like why do I feel like this person just took a jab at me when this is like one of my closest friends why would they be taking a jab at me facts 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 so and people flexing. really, and that, that's 100% true. Right. So I think that one thing about, you know, having strongholds, we all have that defense mechanism. And I used to have a, a real strong defense mechanism with, within strongholds that I would have when people would try to point it out to me, or if I try to explain myself or try to like open myself up to tell them that, like, yo, I'm going through this, and they don't respond to it in a way that I would like for them to respond, I would just cut people off. I'll just stop mm. talking to them in all t- in general generalities. Like I'll just slowly but surely just exit you, usher you out my life without no regard. Like because it's it, it's like man, you don't know what I'm going through, blah blah blah. Like when I go back and think about it, like all the times I used to burn, I didn't start really burning heavy like I did until I got to depression. And when I got into depression, that's when I was on that job, like, 24-7. Like, if, if, if I wasn't already at, you know, if, if I wasn't in class or I was at practice, I was, I was fried, you know what I'm saying? Mm. A whole skillet on a hot summer all day. These, all these go. terms, all these, <laughs> all these drug terms, like, like, Escobar, chill, like. Up in hot grease. I'm like, uh, yeah, but, feel it fried. I'm like, what? But no, nah, that was a lifestyle, though. And it was like, I masqueraded that lifestyle with just, oh, yeah, I'm doing this and it's fun and I'm keeping myself. It's a healthy choice. It's better than taking, you know, oxycodone. So as like I used to like, try, or Tylenol even to be more vague for people. Like, it was, I used to use that as my, you know, my scapegoat. But whenever someone will point out to me, be like, bro, you're just doing too much. Like, you've been, every time I see you, you're like this. And I'm just like, well, bro, you know, why why aren't you like this? Mm. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I just feel like I'll be looking at that person like, they're wrong. So I say this to say that, like, we, we need to understand that there's sometimes when that person does come in you know hey you're doing this a little bit too much oh hey i think you should love yourself more than that or hey you're you know you're uh you need to go to the aa meeting you get all mad and stuff like that because it's 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 something that you you you've made it deep to your heart and one of the things i love that Kanika said was she used to use that used to be her like what her go-to that used to be like her her comfort but now that God's her comfort, now she doesn't need that no more. And that's the thing about these strongholds. Once you let God fill you up in those places of insecurity in your life, you don't need it no more. So it's 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 just, it's crazy how it just automatically goes away in those situations. It is. God is so just fulfilling. Like I was thinking about that today, just feeling so full. In these past few days, even though I've had my struggles with certain things, I've still been able to feel full. Like I've still been able to know that everything is going to work out and everything is going to be okay. And to just rely on God 
for all of my needs and my insecurities that I'm having right now. I just rely on him and I seek him. And it gets really hard sometimes because as, as human beings, so many things around us are triggering, are so triggering. And you're like, how do I even get past all of this? Like, how do I even cope? How do I mentally unravel all of these feelings, all of these thoughts? And when you really lay it down to God, he will help you deliver it and get through it, you know? And it, it, it doesn't happen overnight. It definitely doesn't. It really, really takes time to get through a stronghold. And I feel like a lot of people feel like once you stop doing something for like a few weeks, then you're good. Like people relapse all the time when it comes to like drugs or anything like that. And even when it comes to our mental health, people relapse. And sometimes that stronghold tries to like bring you back down. But that's when you really have to give it to God and be like, nah, nah, I got through this. I got past this. I worked on my emotions. I worked on my mental health. I worked on my relationship with God. And knowing that not everybody, one thing that Pastor Darius was saying was that everybody has triggers, but it's how you handle it. Because people, somebody can say something to you and make you feel some type of way, but how do you handle it? Like, what are your steps? Do you just automatically jump off the handle? Do you feel defensive? Do you hold it in? Like, how do you really handle it when you feel inflicted? Or do you say something in that moment and maybe have a conversation with your dear friend? There are ways that you can't handle it. So don't think that every trigger is going to go away completely. But I think that when you handle it correctly and when you allow God in, it doesn't affect you as much. I can say that for sure from experience. No, that's facts. Like I, I have these couple of verses before Sam goes. Uh, the verse king. Psalm fifty-five, uh, verse twenty-two. It says, "Cast your burden on the Lord, and He shall sustain you. He shall never permit the righteous to be moved." And also in Isaiah forty-one thirteen, it says, "For I, the Lord your God, will hold your right hand, saying to you, Fear not, I will help you." So, you know, don't be afraid to cast your strongholds on God because that's his job like take your burdens and, and give cast on him and let him handle it for you and you'll be loose from these strongholds you'll be loose from having to deal with you know constantly after you've done what you whatever that stronghold is you look yourself in the mirror and discuss you know save yourself that you know save yourself to discuss and just cast it on the Lord that's true I think I think one thing that I just wanted to touch on that I don't I, I guess hurts me, but I, I guess it, it comes with territory. Us being on this Christian podcast, it puts us in a position where we're bringing a lot of light to things that people don't really want to either talk about, realize, or whatever the case is. And it, it sucks at the fact that there's going to be points in time which already has happened where people are preferring to get offended by things that are being said rather than taking it in and learning from it so with all the things that Kanithia and Junior have talked about I hope that when you guys listen to this podcast don't think of us as people better than you we we remind you guys every episode of mistakes that we've made we we speak it to you guys we don't talk in a position of being better we're talking a position of learning and we're struggling with you and with with you as an audience whatever things that you guys know better than us you guys can talk to us about it teach us some things because we're no better than all you guys like we're all children of god but it's it's 
hard to be in a position where we're trying to just help people and a lot of people seem to be in a more defensive not open position rather than being open and taking the criticism and learning from it so I hope you guys with you know the verses that Kanithia has verses that Kanithia have given and verses that Junior has given and advice that they've given that you guys take it into consideration without feeling offended I think that's the the main thing that we're trying to come across is we're no better than you guys. Like being on this podcast does not make us any better than you guys. We go through our same strongholds, same situations. Um, we're still learning. We're still learning. So it, that it was. But one thing I I can say is that um yeah, as as a Christian, you know we're going to offend, and that's facts. Not not we're not trying to offend in the way that's like you know, you're trash, I'm better, like, that's obviously dead, like, we would never even come on this podcast with that kind of mindset, but what I will say is that as a Christian, the things that we're talking about in this podcast are things that have been glorified in culture and in this world, and as Christians, it is our duty to exemplify God, and to exemplify the word and the message. Now, do we slip up because we are not Jesus? Yes. Right. 1,000%. I will never come on this podcast with some, I'm good, I'm great, like don't touch me kind of approach. Don't ever get it twisted. Because I have things that I deal with on the daily. Do you hear me? The daily. But what I will say is that I try my best to exemplify his word. And while it is scary sometimes to think of as humans, we're going to be persecuted. We're going to offend. They're not going to like us. At the end of the day, if you get triggered by something that we say on the podcast and you really want to reach out and say, look, this, what does you mean by this? Come to us with love and conversation. Don't ever come at me sideways. Come at me with love. Come at me and ask me something. And I will, I will definitely talk to you about it because I don't want to scream and curse and act crazy and do the most like no just say look what did you mean by this like what does it it say this in the bible like let's educate each other so as christians know that things that we're going to say is going to offend and there are some topics that i'm i'm scared to to touch on i really am (laughs) and samantha knows this yeah but at some point i might have to just rip that off and be like look if you feel some type of way we're coming to you from the word. And like I said, approach me with love and wanting education. Don't ever come at me sideways. Please don't do that to yourself. That's all I'm yeah. going to say. <laughs> no, that's not. Yeah, yeah. I want to add on to that, to what you guys said. I mean, it's, as a Christian, you know, we're all striving to be perfect. And I want this to be abundantly clear. It is possible to be perfect because there's several people in the Bible that have been perfect. It's whether if you want to hide behind the, the label of, you know, oh, I'm that the, the super lukewarm label of, oh, God knows my, God knows me, blah, 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 as you take a puff of your cigarette. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like people, people be trying to play with God, but God don't play that. Like, there's people, there's a couple people in the Bible where being, we go back in the past episodes that I spoke about, you can be perfect. But we're, as us three sitting in front of you guys, we're, we exclaimed that every episode, we're not perfect. So just know that that's not who we are. But I want to take the opportunity to use this verse that most people don't want to, don't like to hear, 
<laughs> and it's Galatians 4, 16. And Paul said, am I therefore become your enemy because I tell you the truth? And I want people to understand this. We're here to tell the truth. The truth hurts us too. <laughs> like I don't That's think facts, I, I think bro. I don't think people understand Bruh. that part of it. So like so the, the, uh, the, there's there's this loss of communication where you think we're oh they're bashing or they're trying to talk down on what I believe in, etc. No, 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 no. The truth hurts us too. It does. There's things that we go through. Just from having topics and we and we're and I'm reading the Bible and I'm trying to find verses and so I catch myself finding something that pierces me right in the stomach, you know. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, dang, I gotta go talk about this. And I'm not doing good in this. It's embarrassing, personally. <laughs> but people don't know that. Like, take that in consideration when we talk about a lot of these strongholds and whatnot. Yes, there are some things that we overcame. Yeah. But understand, there's things that we have not overcome yet. That's why this 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 walk with Christ isn't. It's a walk, not a race. You know, not, not a yes. sprint. Yes. So we're gonna we're, we're we're working to be perfect. We're working to strive to be perfect. You know, we want you guys to come along for the ride and strive to be perfect yourselves. Yeah. Because we, true. if that's what God God wants to spotless, He wants to present Himself a, a spotless bride from Judgment Day. So if you yeah. if you if you ain't spotless. Come join, be yeah, on the choo choo right. train, so we can go to heaven, y'all. And I think that's why we share our stories on the on the episodes is because I want to come across as human. Like we never started this podcast to be preachers. Like I'm not trying to be the Kirk Franklin of podcasts. Like I'm not trying to be any of that. All I'm is all, all I am all, is oh child. All I am, out, girl, for real. Out. <laughs> <laughs> I am just a young girl, a Christian who is trying to make it right with God, who is just trying every single day to be better than who I was yesterday for him to still love me. I am just trying to be close to him and seek him. And I share my stories and things that are personal that other friends of mine are like, do you really want to share that? And I'm just like, if I don't share that, then I really didn't. I can't I can't talk about it. Yeah. I can't come on this podcast and pretend to be somebody who I'm not like that's just not what I'm about to do so like they were saying we all have our strongholds we all have things that we're struggling with like there are still times to be honest with you where I'm like dang being celibate is going to be really hard mm-hmm. like because my flesh is used to that and even though I'm going on almost two years okay almost two years being celibate there are still times where I'm like dang like I wish I could have a good time. I wish I could call somebody over and do whatever. But then I quickly remind myself, no, you work too hard. You and God have done too much work to go back to that, to go back to the old you. And that's not me judging people who are still doing their thing. That's just me saying like my experience, Kenethia, me as a person, do what you're going to do, but don't get offended or get offended it don't it don't do nothing to me like at the end of the day like I said like we can talk about it but you being offended all I can do is just educate you that's all I can do I can't do nothing else for you I can't hold you I can't be your God I can't apologize a thousand times like I probably won't even apologize to be honest with you if I feel like it's something that really truly mattered to me and that was said in the word 
Yeah. It is what it is. <laughs> no, that's true. I think the biggest thing from this is stay in your truth. If that's your truth, live in it. Let's stop trying to be offended and make excuses and think that somebody's coming for us. Like, let's let's be realistic with our thing. If the shoe fits, wear it. That's it. <laughs> and if you want to change, do so. Like, no one's forcing you to. No one's trying to be offensive towards you. There, there are millions of people doing the same exact mistakes. We've and and the thing is, I think the other part that irritates me the most is the fact that and, and not irritation truly, but it's just like I wish you guys would understand. We don't talk from a position where we're better than. Like, let's not let's stop skipping the fact that we're telling y'all not to fornicate or telling y'all stop stealing or telling y'all to stop lying skip that like let's stop trying to skip that part and be defense defensive but realize that we've just told you stories that we've went through that we're sometimes still going through yeah like remember that in the midst of you getting all worked up remember those moments because we're not coming to you in a position where hey i've never fornicated and y'all better stop fornicating because y'all gonna go to hell because i'm so good and i never did something like that before and my journey with God is so much greater than yours that you need to do what I'm doing. No, like let's grow up. Let's stop being naive. Let's stop being offended and grow up and realize that at the end of the day, we're coming to you as brothers and sisters. That's it. We're coming to you with love. We're coming to you with by putting our insecurities and things that we went through on the internet for y'all to hear. Like this junk ain't easy, but we felt called to do so. And that's what we're doing. So um, I think we have given some, you know, things that you guys can work on and, and use as um, support when you're in moments of, you know, feeling like you have a stronghold and feeling triggered and things of that nature. One thing, one um, example I can give you guys, not example, but one helpful tip I can give you guys and that's been working for me is just watch the company you keep. Yeah. Uh, it, I'm the type of person I like to do social things. I guess you could say sometimes I do fall towards peer pressure. So I choose to limit my um, limit, limit my interactions with people that do things I know I'm not supposed to be doing. Like if a friend of mine invites me to the club, I'm going to say no. If, if a friend of mine always wants to drink all the time and invites me to hang out, I'm going to say no. And it's no offense towards that friend. It's just to say, I know my triggers. And in those moments, I'm not going to be strong enough to sit here and be like, well, uh, Samantha, yeah, you know, you're not supposed to drink all the time, but so-and-so is here. You might as well do it. It's best if I just kind of stray away. I love you from a distance. We hang out when we're supposed to, but to do all the social activities that comes along with the friendship, I could just cut that out without having to lose a whole entire friend, unless need be. If a friend becomes a burden and they they make you feel bad about you trying to be better, then you kind of know your position and you know you may need to cut that person off just so that you can be secure within yourself. But inevitably just watch the company you keep. I think, okay, one tip that I can have is since, since we're doing tips and I love little tips, <laughs> I was... <laughs> I will say that a tip that worked for me is forgiveness, mm. whether that means forgiving yourself or forgiving somebody else, because most of our triggers are associated with relationships, whether it's relationship with ourselves or someone else. I know for me, when I had my past, when I was in college and I had my, my fun, 
I, for a long time, I didn't forgive myself. And that's why it was still a stronghold for me. But now I can say that I'm at a point where I've done the work to really forgive myself and to also forgive those around me and my family that I feel like may have hurt me or didn't do the things that I would have done if I was in their shoes. But I had to come to God and lay it and, and lay that down and to forgive them, to forgive myself. And when I forgave, I noticed that those things that used to heavily trigger me and just really just be a stronghold on me started to significantly loosen their grip on me. So mm-hmm. forgiveness, y'all, just work on forgiveness. It takes time, but I think that would be the first step that I would say. Right. And if I had to say a tip, uh, keep it real with yourself, man. Mm. Like, it, like God, God, God didn't come here to play kumbaya. He came here to bring a sword and bring division between family, between brother and sister, mother and father, cousins. Grand, like he does not. He he wants to. He want God wants a perfect division between who's what you going who, who who's on his side and who's on Baal's side, aka saying so. To piggyback off of what Samantha was saying, I think one of the things that the verse that came to my mind was First Corinthians fifteen, verse thirty three, verse uh thirty three and thirty four, and he was, she was speaking about, you know how you have to just cut people off, and that's what's supposed to gonna happen. If you're gonna follow Christ, either you're gonna have to cut people off or they're gonna cut you off, mm. and it's just a part of the lifestyle. Deal with it. And if you don't like it, then you know what time it is, cause like it is what it is. But um, to back to the verse, and I actually just had like a, a moment just now reading these two verses. First um, Corinthians fifteen thirty three and thirty four. It said, "Be not deceived; evil communications corrupt good manners. Mm. Awake to righteousness and sin not. For some have not the knowledge of God. I speak this into to your shame, man." 34, just like, uh, I've read this verse before plenty of times, but just right now, 34 just like flicked the light bulb in my head. Awake to righteousness and sin not, for some have the knowledge of God. I speak. That alone just tells me God wants you to be an example for everybody else. Some don't have the knowledge of God. So all they got is to watch Kanitia, how she moves. All they got is to watch how Sam moves in her life. You know what I'm saying? Like that's 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 all they got. They don't have the, the knowledge of God to get. And your walk and how you move could bring somebody to Him. Well, all His tools, well, all like God doesn't need us, but He will. He if you offer yourself as a living sacrifice to Him, He'll more than gladly use you as an opportunity to bring more people into the kingdom. God wants to save everybody, that's fair. but not everybody's gonna make it. If you can, if if we can affect people in our walk, man, I think that would be a great thing to do. You know what's crazy, y'all? And Kanithi, I don't know if you feel what I'm saying. Earlier today, me and Kanithi were having a conversation on the phone, a deep conversation, and we were just talking about if we're doing this, we truly have to lead by example. Yeah, and it's so hard because we now have people watching us. I even the funny thing is, I even talked to Junior about this yet. So the fact that this whole conversation kind of went literally full circle. That's God. Come on, nah. That's God. 
when things like that happens, that's God. And I, we were talking about that today, about the fact that we wanted to come on this podcast and be authentic and be honest, not only with ourselves, but with the people that are listening. Because some people that were listening to this podcast, there are people that we know that are our friends, but they also might not have had a relationship with God. But we're now here and it's kind of like, I pray to God that we make impact. Like I don't, for this podcast, I've never prayed that we would have like two, 300 listeners or even a thousand. I always say, God make impact. And even if that means an impact on one person or two people, to me, we did our job. But in order to make an impact, you got to be genuine. You got to be honest. Because yeah. if there's one thing that I don't like is when I feel like somebody is, doing good in their community, whether that means through their faith or, or social activism or whatever. And then I find out they're a fraud. Mm. That hurts my feelings. Cause I'm like, I really supported you. Like I really wanted you to win. And now I'm just looking at you. Like, I don't even want to look at you. Like, yeah, I don't even want to support you anymore. Like, don't be and a fraud, me. especially when it comes to the word of God. Like, if the day I feel like I'm being a fraud mm. is the day that I'm gonna walk away from this podcast. Facts. Like to be completely real with y'all, like I'm not gonna be on this podcast the day I feel like I'm not still progressing and working on myself and working on my faith. So when we come on this podcast, y'all best believe like we pray before we do these episodes because we need God to flow through us. Okay. Yeah, man. And it's it's just crazy how this whole conversation went full circle because we realize that we're in a position where we're we're influencing others. We're putting ourselves on a pedestal where we have to make sure we come correct. Cause if when we fall, if if just like Junior said, people might only get the word through us or get, you know, understanding of, you know, being a better Christian only through us. And if all of a sudden our fruits don't match that, what are we? Like, we're not Christians then. We're, we're literally, you know, children of the devil, if that's the case. And we have to be real with ourselves. So if we come on this podcast and we're not abiding by the things that we're telling other people to abide by, how much of a hypocrite are we? Like, that's, we have to be real. So the fact that me and Kanithia had a conversation about that earlier and how mm-hmm. Junior kind of just brought it all together, it's kind of like, wow. The verse king. That's what we can call Junior Finaho on the verse king. Never to have a pen and paper. A, I'm just a cool guy. Cause Junior like, gonna come and he gonna come with the King James version too. So you gotta write it down because then you gotta go to the contemporary version because you don't understand what Junior just said, but you know he was spitting some fire. So you know I'm just gonna say that. <laughs> One good thing. One good thing is he already peeped game. Somebody ain't gonna understand. So he's like, okay, this is what I read y'all, but this is what it means y'all. Okay. <laughs> is a birth king okay let me tell y'all that's why for the podcast i'll be like i don't even need to bring that many verses because junior gonna spit <laughs> all of them all glory all to jesus there. christ all glory to jesus christ man amen to that amen to that but this was a, a beautiful conversation i didn't expect it to do a whole 180 like that like i did I not know because in the beginning y'all sam could not get it together we had to restart the episode like three times so listen yeah. because this is why i'm deep y'all like, this three is times deep. Three times. Okay, listen, y'all. I only must have at the beginning. Like they added, like we went fifteen minutes in or something. Like it was like, like literally two seconds. Y'all see, I'm the one who did the verse of the day. So you know, let's not throw shade like that, please. Okay. But 
anyways you guys so we appreciate you guys listening we truly love you guys god loves you guys and we are going to close out by giving you guys our you know social medias you can follow us and um, talk to us on our instagram for the podcast which is jc and co podcast we also have a twitter that's also called jc and co you can follow us on our personal mine is by sam dc mine is at canepia two underscores Mine is at GFSB Lifestyle. No, it's GFSB underscore Lifestyle. Tripping. You gotta get it together, bro. How you don't know your Instagram? Let me start. Chill, 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 All right, y'all. So we're gonna end with a prayer because <laughs> they're going, they they about to start, y'all. Trust me. So, anyways, if you want to bow your heads, bow your heads and close your eyes for the Lord. Lord, we just want to say thank you for bringing us together on this podcast, God. And for everyone that's going to listen to this episode, Lord, I just bless them and I just pray over them, God, that whatever stronghold, trigger, projection that they might have, Lord, that you may help them to heal and may help them to do self-reflection, God, to take away from that, Lord. And God, we just pray that you allow us to be examples of you, God, so that when other people may come to this podcast, God, they may truly get a word. They may truly be impacted, Lord. We're not doing this for numbers. We're not doing this for popularity, God. We're doing it for impact. So whoever may listen to this episode, Lord, allow them to feel something. Allow them to go back and say, you know what, Lord, I've I've been inflicted. I've been holding on to strongholds, God. Allow it to be Allow the chains, God, to fall from my ankles, Lord. Allow that 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 hold, God, to release itself upon me, Lord, so that I may be able to be free, God. We pray for freedom over ourselves, over anyone that is listening to this podcast, Lord. Freedom from, from strongholds, God. Freedom from triggers, Lord. Or if you are triggered, God, allow them to handle it correctly, Lord, and not to allow it to take them to this world, God, but release them and make us all free because that's all we really want, Lord, is to be free, in God's name we pray, amen. 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 All right, all right y'all. We are out of here. God willing, we'll talk to y'all next week. All right, bye. Mm-hmm.